Hello and welcome back to another Buffy podcast. I'm Trevor. And I'm Kristen. And we are going to geek out about Buffy. Today's episode is, drumroll, season four, episode one, The Freshman. I'm so excited. I got excited typing season four into my notes. (laughs) You're like, like, (laughs) we're out of it. I love it. Yeah, this this ugh, this season has such a different vibe, and I love it so much. Yes. I also think it's one of those things, like, do you remember when we were writing, like, essays, even in, like, elementary school, like, really short essays, and the way that you learn how to write an essay is that, like, you state your objective, and then you, like, explain your objective, and then at yeah. the conclusion, you, like, restate your objective? <laughs> this episode does such a good job of stating the objective of the season. Yes. Like, knowing everything about the season, it's so good. I, like, can't even explain how good I I think it is. It's so funny, because, like, when you go back and rewatch season four, because it's like, I get the criticisms. Yeah. Um, and, and we'll get out of the way that, for, obviously, I think everybody knows what season four, episode one is. Um, but just to recap, it's the episode where... The Scoobies are off in college, Buffy's feeling down, and there's like a gang of vampires that kind of overwhelm her. Um, And then a whole bunch of like other stuff, but that's like the main story. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, it's like, I get, I get the criticisms. I get, I understand where people are coming from when they're, when they talk shit about season four. Sure. Um, And to a degree, I think I even... Because I was in high school when season four happened. So okay. I was even just like, you know, I loved all of it as I was watching it. But it did feel, when I looked back on it, I was like, before I was able to rewatch it, before the yeah. DVDs, I got them. Um, I was thinking about it like, oh, yeah, four was like all over the place. And then when you rewatch it and the more you watch it, you're just like, this is so well executed. Like, yeah, the meta nature of it, all of it. Yeah, especially coming off the heels of really poorly executed season three. (laughs) (laughs) Season three where they were like, I don't know this. (laughs) It's sort of wild how well this was executed, given how poorly we just you know, talked for like 12 episodes in a row about how yeah. how there didn't seem to be a full through line um, in a lot of the stories. And like, I think that's what I like so much about season four is it feels very disjointed, but it actually is like very well plotted, very specifically yeah. and and smartly plotted. Yeah, everything's like on purpose and it all leads to something. I think I was also thinking in this episode that... Um, when, especially like even just when I typed season four, I was like, it feels like the writers of the show were also like as messy as season three was. It felt like they also were just like, we got to get out of this mess. Yeah. And so they like tied it up. And then season four was like, OK, let's get back on like telling a cohesive like what we did in season two. Let's do that again. Let's 100%. tell a story from the beginning to end. Yeah. And then they just kind of got back. Their- it felt like season three just kind of fell apart because of news and and schedules and different things just kind of like got messy and then they had to try to piece it together at the end i agree this this episode opens with buffy and willow going over the class prep anything ah introduction to the modern novel a survey study of 20th century novelists open to freshmen you might like that 
Introduction to the modern novel. I'm guessing I'd probably have to read the modern novel. Okay, I immediately have comments. <laughs> immediately. First of all, it's like the night before classes and Buffy hasn't <laughs> registered for class yet. So now you did not go to like a normal four-year college, right? You just no, went yeah. to Full sale. Okay. I just went to Full sale. As someone who did all four years at a, a run-of-the-mill four-year liberal arts college, you can't do that. Like you are yeah. signing up for your next semester's classes halfway through your current semester. It's like... <laughs> So early registration day is so early and especially registration day for like your first semester freshman classes is so early. I understand this is a TV show. (laughs) It's not realistic. (laughs) Not at all. And like, I guess so I started college a couple years after this at a point where like the Internet was pretty ubiquitous. So I did like sign up for all of my classes all four years online. But like they are going through a course catalog with a pen and pencil and like hoping that some of these classes are still open. And I'm like, that's also not the way it works. Right. Because if you, if you are not using the internet yet to do this, you have to go to the registrar's office and make sure that all like, you have to go find your like freshman counselor or whatever. And like, right. Make sure everything's open. It's all of it is nonsense. It's very TV. It's very <laughs> TV. It's hilarious. You're like, how is it? What? Um, I have I do... more comments in the next scene about okay. college life. So, Oh, good. Good. <laughs> uh, we get the rundown. I love that they, um, Reestablish her secret identity. Yes. Giles said I have to be secret identity gal again. That makes sense. I think it was a smart storytelling thing because it, you could easily get caught in the, wait, I thought everybody knew. Yeah. Why is she hiding this from everybody again? Well, so I mean, I get that for sure, but also I kind of feel like that's a totally unnecessary scene because it doesn't actually... Like, at no point did I think that Buffy was going to, like, take out an ad in the in the, you know... You see Sunnydale newspaper saying, hey, I'm the Slayer if you need help. Right. So it's sort of like, I mean, I guess it's like whatever, but I don't, I didn't think she was going to be super open about it with her roommate regardless. Well, I think, I think the reasons behind it um, were both in that we just experienced the prom. Sure. And you would, you would assume a healthy number of those students are now at UC Sunnydale Spoiler alert, no, they're not. No, they're not. (laughs) (laughs) Like, not even Percy. He when we meet Percy again in a couple episodes, he's like traveling from another school. Right. And they wanna they wanna like they wanna push that that thought away right away that like well everybody knows that Buffy's a slayer, so why is she hiding? And then also airing at the same time is Angel, who is open about his dealings with the demons. Fair enough. And so, like, they're just, I think, wanting to clarify, like, okay, we're still the secret identity show. We're not that show. Um, But you're right. I mean, it's not fully necessary. I think it's just like a, let's keep this in the back of everybody's mind. Yeah. I did a bad thing today, by the way. I decided to watch the first episode of Angel today. And then, Uh, oops, my hand slipped. And I watched the seven episodes of Angel today. (laughs) 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 I was like... I'm just not going to stop it. I was like, I just simply can't do it. And I just kept watching. It's just so good. It's so good. I can't wait. We're about to cover that for for all the audience um, next week. But uh, 
well, you guys will hear it next week. But it is, it, it's funny too, because I was looking for something in Angel, not to completely sidetrack, but I was looking for something in Angel. So I was like scrolling yeah. through the videos and then I was just like, oh, I love this scene. And I just sit there and watch it and like, it's It's ridiculous. I was like, I was like, I'm just going to watch it until I get to like this part or like this part or like this part. And then I was like, no, I know exactly what I'm waiting for. And it's the Cordy gets the new apartment episode. And yeah. so that I watched until Cordy got her new apartment. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> it's so great. I can't wait to talk about all these. Um, But back to Buffy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, it is, it's a cute scene. They're like talking and the vampire notices them and runs away. Um, yeah. It's also like a, a great uh indicator of like what's to come especially in this episode of just yeah the distraction and all that stuff um so then yes the next scene you see sunnydale first day jitters is what i wrote rally tomorrow night we have to let the administration know how we feel yeah right have you accepted jesus christ as your personal savior uh you know i meant to and, and then i just got really busy Party Thursday at Alpha Del. Gotta be there. Free jello shots for freshman women. Do you, do you guys know where Weissman Hall is? Okay. How big is this UC campus supposed to be? It's huge. I mean, because it looks huge. <laughs> I'm not sure that UC Sunnydale can sustain the student population that seems to exist. <laughs> like, I don't know. It seems... And it's apparently, according to Willow, only five miles away from, like, yeah. Sunnydale proper where they live. I don't know. It feels ridiculous. In fairness, my my college only had 10,000 students, which is, like, pretty small for a public university. But I don't know. It just felt really weird. Yeah, it, it marred my view of what colleges were because I, because of this, I was like, oh, colleges like this looks like harvard this looks like what yeah. harvard looked like in when i was watching or social like, network i was just like that looks awesome <laughs> I was or like, like not- i don't know at least usc or yeah. like i don't know like berkeley maybe i don't right. know it, it doesn't it doesn't feel like a small town you know how they have all the like SUNY locations in New York? Like that yeah. is what when you say UC Sunnydale, which is apparently a very small suburb, not even a suburb, it's like a very small town like in between Los Angeles right. and San Diego. It does not compute yeah. as this to me. Like yeah. at I all. mean, it makes sense story-wise cuz you want it to sure, be this of course. epic yeah. overwhelming thing, but yeah, it yeah. is weird that it's UC Sunny. I feel like they should have just named it something else, but Something else, yeah. Yeah. Um <clears throat> but yeah, I I think this opening scene does such a great job too of like establishing Buffy's mental and emotional state. Yeah, 100% um, yes on that. I had no issues on that at all. And I think that maybe is part of it, like why it seems so sprawling and huge is because yeah. they are trying to make her feel very overwhelmed. Right. And especially in direct relation to Willow, who is like thriving. Oh, boy, am I glad to see you. Isn't this cool? There's so much going on. Loves Like it. this is the best day of Willow's life. Yeah. She has an on-campus boyfriend. She, yeah. Like she knows where everything is. She knows what major she wants she got all her classes she got up early and got her id but this is where my second issue comes in why did willow and buffy not meet up and do all of this together that is annoying but plays into the story and of willow's guilt trip to herself later on where she's like but there were circumstances 
We've probably been so wrapped up in our own petty lives that, that we totally miss the circumstances. We're bad friends. To me, in my head canon, Buffy did say, let's do it. And Willow was like, oh, well, I have, like, Willow was so wrapped up. Understandably, like sure. she said, she's like, in high school, you get made fun of for being smart. And here it's celebrated. And she's, yeah. like, excited to be among peers. And I totally get that. Um, and I, I, I like, it. you're right. Like, it would be great. Especially if Xander had gone to college to see the three of them step into college together would be sure. a great like transition for us. But I think for the story they're telling it, it it makes sense. Um, it definitely story wise, it makes sense. But character wise, it doesn't yeah. make sense to me that like because there there ha I feel like Buffy has enough self awareness to be like this is not a hundred percent my scene. I need my Willow person right. to like help me with this willow person why don't we meet up in the morning and like right. you know you yeah, can yeah. help me walk through this so i'm not but buffy is literally by herself walking all around she hasn't gotten her idea now the lines too long she doesn't know if she signed up for all these courses it's just like a very kind of ugh, like right what are we doing kind of a thing yeah <laughs> someone be with my buffy <laughs> yeah um well yeah and then she finally does meet up with willow yeah. Um, Willow's just so excited. I love her metaphor of oh like what- Oh my God. <laughs> it's just in high school, knowledge was pretty much frowned upon. You really had to work to learn anything. But here, the energy, the, the collective intelligence, it's like this force, the, this penetrating force. And, and I can just feel my mind opening up, you know? And letting this place just thrust into and, and spurt knowledge into, that sentence ended up in a different place than it started out in. The thrusting, <laughs> spurty knowledge all over her brain. Yeah. <laughs> she's just like, that ended up in a different place. It's so funny. That's one of my favorite. Once she realizes, she says, well, that sentence ended up in a different place than it started. It's so good. <laughs> so good. Um, and then Oz shows up. And Buffy's like, I love that Oz kind of gives a little bit of just like a lot's going on. And Buffy finally sees yeah. And this plays up later, but Buffy finally sees like some like like minded yeah. thoughts, and then Oz immediately is just like broing down with his friends. It's pretty much a madhouse, a madhouse. I know. I was just saying that to Willow. I mean, it's just so overwhelming. Don't you feel completely disoriented? Oz, hey, Paul. Finally matriculating with us. Very cool. Do you know where they're distributing the work study applications? Back of Richmond Hall, next to the auditorium. Thanks. See ya, bro. Go get him. Yeah, I mean, because Dingo's Ate My Baby plays shows at the college all the time, right, so he exactly, knows people yeah. and he knows where everything is located. I will say I noticed for the first time Oz, Oz's most awkward handshake with his friend. Did you notice that? I did not. Was it really it's, bad? It's bad, but they cut to different angles and it's con continuous, so I don't know what the initial plan was, but basically he comes up, he's like, Oz, and he throws his hand up like he's gonna, you know, like high five him. Yeah. And Oz misses that hand and he like oh, no. grabs his other hand, but like holds it like straight in front. So they're just like <laughs> holding hands. And then the other guy like puts his other hand on Oz's neck. It was, it's just, oh, I like. Oh God, yeah. so intimate. 
Okay, I'll have to go, I'll have to go watch it again because like I am I like I was before I am watching these while I'm doing work like for my yeah. job job so I'm not always like looking intently at the screen. I'll go back and watch because yeah, that you sounds check it out. hilarious. I was just like, why are you still holding his hand like that? What is going yeah. on? Um, but yeah, it was funny. And then but then the cutaways matched it, so I was just like, did they just for continuity keep that? Or yeah, was this weird. plan? It was so awkward. Um and then uh, Willow and Buffy go to the library. I love this moment. I love the awe. It's very yeah. Beauty and the Beast. Like I love the way Willow's just like so enthralled and the music yeah. swell and Buffy's kind of just overwhelmed. It's so great. Well, I'm more on Buffy's team because again, I don't think UC Sunnydale <laughs> needs a library that big. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> the math's not mathing. I don't know what to tell you. This is a very expensive college. It's like humongous. And so, I don't know. I do like it. It's very beautiful. I do like that it's all like Spanish style buildings still, like Giles's apartment kind of. It's yeah. like really, all of that stuff's really fun. And then um, I do like that they are talking about Giles and how it's too bad he couldn't be a librarian here. Um I don't want to talk about Giles yet, though. I want to talk about Giles when we see Giles, because I have yeah. things to say about Giles as well. We, yeah, we do. Yeah, <laughs> we do. Um, and then Willow and Buffy go to the library. Buffy meets Riley. First Riley meeting. Oh, 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 uh, oh God, I'm so sorry. I'm okay. It's okay. Oh, that was bracing. I'm so... The books were just too high, and then everything was bad. Okay, so listen. <laughs> listen, I know that we, I'm pretty sure we both see eye to eye on Riley. Um, okay. Because I remember when we talked, when we originally covered season four on your podcast, So I'm Watching, we talked about the first half, we covered the first half of season four. Did we? Um. Yeah, because I came on twice, so we okay. had covered we had covered the first half of season three, and then we had covered the first half of season four. I believe. I don't think we made it to season four. Maybe not. I remember we talked about right. Oh, you I'm know what? sure we talked about it. We either talked about it or I was listening to you guys talking uh, talking about it, and he was saying okay. how he just didn't see the oh, hate for uh, Riley yeah. and cuz i i remember us being like oh well you will like we're not saying he's bad off the bat we're saying yeah. he gets bad so yeah, that's yeah. where i'm like i think we're on the same level where i love Riley in the beginning when he's not problematic when he's just he i mean he might say things here and there that are also marred by the 90s just like sure. gender uh, obviously a lot less than what Xander does but um, for the most part, like I love his endear endearing, charming qualities before he gets problematic. <clears throat> okay. Um, <laughs> so mostly. <laughs> I'll agree with you mostly because it's not this scene, but it's the scene later where we start Professor Walsh's class. Yeah. Um, he just straight up does not remember her. And you don't like that. I think that's a really weird, I mean, especially because he essentially, these are sort of tonal spoilers, I guess. He gets so into her 
Right. And I'm sort of like, it feels like it should have been a love at first sight thing. And in in fact, he's like, oh, yeah, you're Willow's friend. Right. And then can't remember her name, which is but Buffy. Her name is Buffy, yeah, her name which is, Buffy. is a very unusual name. That's all I'm saying. So, the, yeah, not remembering Buffy is weird. I I was on the other side of it where I really loved the lack of love at first sight. I liked the idea sure. of Buffy stepping into this world where she wasn't immediately doted on. Yeah. Um, especially, especially at this Harvard-sized school. Yeah. I'm sure Riley's <laughs> surrounded by, you know, tons of beautiful women yeah. and Buffy didn't say much. In their meeting, well, Buffy was basically like yeah. stumbling on her words and is obviously a beautiful woman, but so is Willow and so is yeah. a lot of the people walking around him. So I, I liked that it didn't like kick off with him just like, oh my God, I am in love with you and we need to, I like that it was just like, a, oh, and his story of like realizing yeah. that he was in there, like that that whole push and pull within yourself. You're just like, what? Am, why am I so like, sure. and then you're like, oh shit, that's because I like her or whatever. <laughs> like I, I love that path of his journey. <laughs> I, I, do, I definitely don't hate that path. And I, I do like the way that just like having him be like, oh, you're Willow's friend just like further establishes her like outside, her like feelings yeah. of being on the outside. But I don't know. It's just a little, <laughs> I, I can't. And, and the thing is, is like, I think my feelings right now, because he has not done anything overtly bad in this yeah. episode it's it, riley's whatever but i just it's like the stink of future behavior <laughs> yeah it's like I think it's there already i'm like fuck yeah. it i see mark blucas's name in the credits and i'm like you fucking piece you of shit fucking, can't you piece of work i hate you i hate you <laughs> he's yeah it, it is tough knowing where characters <laughs> go yeah. Um, it's also sure. no fault of him as an actor. He's very good at being Riley. I want that right. said. I, I yeah. really like him as an actor, and I've seen him in other stuff, and I think he's great. I just can't with Riley, and that's not yeah. his fault. That's the writing. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I like a lot of the stuff that's coming up with him until it's, you know, until basically until they reveal themselves to each other, and then I'm just like, yeah. get over yourself, dude. Um <laughs> Uh, so we get we got a few episodes. Uh, Buffy meets Riley. Buffy meets Kathy. Oh hi, are you Buffy? Yeah, Kathy. Hi. It's nice to meet you. Yeah. I love that Kathy is introduced in this episode and her passive aggressive, like nuances to her character are revealed, but it doesn't come to fold until the next episode. When she says, you took the right side. Yeah. Um, but you know, if you want it. No, no, I just wanted to make sure that that's what you wanted. And it's like, oh. that's Ooh. why she picked it. Cause she yeah. wanted that side, <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> so, yeah. And then the only, the thing, the thing that bums me out is that Je Buffy's so judgy when she hangs up the Celine Dion poster as if Buffy is not the type of girl in the real world who would have been obsessed right. with Celine Dion. Obsessed. Yeah. yeah, she's, yeah, it's, there's a, there's, cause, and then the next episode we get like the, the back and forth of like, yeah. is she crazy or is Buffy being too much? Right. Um, And, and, and yeah, we'll get to that when we get to the next episode, but I love that they introduce these. It's not just like, "Hey, here's Kathy." There's nothing about her, and then everything about her in the next episode. Like, there's exactly. elements of just like this 
potentially problematic roommate. Yeah. And then in the next episode, it's a story. I just, this is where Buffy really starts to like plant seeds a lot more and like yeah. let things breathe. And I, I like that. I almost want more Kathy just to like make it really build up, but I'm fine with how it happens too. I'm fine with how it happens, but I could do, I could have done with one one more Kathy episode. Yeah, because she's, she's three... just so entertaining and funny. <laughs> yeah, I think three Kathy episodes would have been the sweet spot. Yeah, that would have been great. Um, Buffy's first class. Okay. I loathe this professor. You, blonde girl, stand up. I'm very excited to hear what you have to say. That it's worth interrupting my lecture for. I was just asking if the class was still open, if I could still sign up. If your name isn't on this sheet, then you are wasting everyone's time. Are you on the sheet? They told me that if I just... Do you understand? You are sucking energy from everyone in this room. They came here to learn. Get out. I didn't mean to suck. Leave! I can't watch this scene. It's I can't, so I, bad. I muted it. I can't, I can't watch it. Okay, first of all, she goes <laughs> to the pop, she goes to the pop culture class, which is in like a stadium classroom, which is fine. I believe that a freshman, uh, an, an open to freshman analysis of pop culture class would be that big. Yeah. So that's fine. But she also whispers to the person next to her, do you know if this class is still open? And the teacher can hear her from right. all the way down on the floor. Unbelievable. While he's talking, yeah. While he's like talking. I don't I don't believe it. So I guess even my then my first issue is a like analysis of pop culture class should not be open to freshmen. No. That needs to be like a, an upper level class because otherwise it's going to be nothing but freshmen looking for an easy A. Right. And then he calls her out in front of the entire class, tells her she's sucking the energy out of the room and that she's like essentially making everyone in the room dumber. <sighs> it's unbelievable. And he makes her leave. He forces her to leave. And he yells at her. Yeah. What's, what's also uh, ironic is... His speech is sucking the energy out of the room. Yeah, bubble. it's awful. No, nope. literally everybody in here signed up for a cool class. Whether or not yeah. they thought it would be easy or not, they signed up for something that they, like, if I was going to a pop culture study, I would be like, this is, I'm going to be learning some cool shit, not listening yeah. to a blowhard tell exactly. me how fucking significant he is in the world of pop culture and how important, like, so, you already lost your students and you're embarrassed. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's my third issue is that, Again, I went to four years of a regular liberal arts college. I took classes like this. Yeah. I never met a single professor like this, even in like my hard classes, even in like my math credits and my science credits that were like gen ed stuff. Not a single person. And further to that, no one who's teaching a pop culture class is going to act. This person has no joy. No. In their life. Like, how are you teaching a pop culture, like an analysis right. of pop culture class? Absolutely not. No, absolutely it's not. It's yeah. total he's shit. The fucking worst. You know that fucking asshole has tenure. Yes. And he's never getting fired, but he hates kids. It's just, 
It's awful. And the thing is, is like if it would have if they would have been trying to set up another person like Snyder, oh, yeah. then it would have been fine. Then fine. Yeah. We've got another Snyder person. But like even when we meet Maggie Walsh, she's not like Snyder. No, she's endearing. I had professors like like Professor Walsh. I had professors like that for sure who are like, this isn't a class for coasting. I, I, you know, I'm going to talk fast. This is going to be demanding. But if you try, I'm you know, we're going to be on a good like a good relationship. Right. That's what college is supposed to be like. Not just getting berated on your first day in front of a stadium full of people. It's horrible. It's awful. I, I literally can't so watch it. Every time I watch this episode, I mute it or I fa- fast forward. Yeah. It's, it's the uh, worst. It does a great job. Um, soloing Buffy again. Like, yes. It, but like, it, ugh. it pushes her that extra inch. At what um, cost? I know. It's so... <laughs> and the the actor they got to play it, like, credit to him, because he does it perfectly. Yeah. But it's just... He makes me so mad. My blood boils. Me too. Um, And then she runs into Riley on her way to Maggie's class. How's your head? Sorry? Yesterday. In the bookstore. You don't remember. Oh, no. Sure, I remember you. You're Willow's friend. Yeah. But it's fine just stung for a bit and I lost most of my basic motor functions. It's no big We're here. I'm sorry. I'm trying to remember you. Buffy. Buffy. Right. Have fun today, okay? Thanks. Yep. That's when he doesn't recognize or remember her name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Buffy strolling at night, which also is like you know, everybody in Sunnydale knew Buffy. Yeah. It's kind of that that football jock goes to be, you know, a small fish at a college. Sure. Vibe yeah, like the high school just, football jock gets, right. you know, drafted to USC and then he's on the bench. It's right. sort of a thing. Yeah, she's just I, like I constantly do, reminded that she's not the yeah. star. I do want to say one more thing about Professor Walsh, which is that it's something that actually is like kind of a low level issue through the whole episode with Sunday, especially. She makes a really judgy comment about the football players. If you're looking to coast, I recommend Geology 101. That's where the football players are. Oh, yeah. That's where, where she, the football players are. Yeah, and I'm just like, all right, ma'am. <laughs> Calm down. That's enough out of you. <laughs> like, psych, as if Psych 101 is something special. Right. Everyone takes Psych 101. It's also shitty, too, because it's just like you're you're either taking my class or you're a complete Neanderthal, exactly. in her opinion. And I was like, oh, all right. I like There's, you, but like, chill yeah. out. Knowledge is a spectrum, Maggie Walsh. <laughs> yes. Um, and so then later that night, Buffy is strolling with Pedro Pascal. She sure is. <laughs> and, uh, and I always am just like, oh, shit. It's so funny. He's so little. He's so yeah. little. He's like like narrow, like not short, yeah. but he's like yeah. he's not beefy. He's just a little all. baby man. I love yeah. it. Um, I mean, God, this is twenty twenty one years ago. Yeah. Right. Twenty one, twenty two years ago. Yeah, and this is so like I love this because Buffy finally finds someone, and it's not yeah. someone from her group. She finds someone who she's connecting with. It's just it's it's us. I can't find. Are we the blue part? No. Yes. Okay, right. So if I, if I came from there, then we would just want to go that way to the bike path. You sound very certain. I'm in. And he's not, like, hitting on her, and yeah. it's just someone, and it makes what happens next 
tough to it watch. It makes it because, hit. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, they did a really good job where you're like, she fi- you, you see her get beat down over and over, and then she finally connects with someone who's as overwhelmed as her. And it's such a sweet, beautiful scene. And obviously, he gets captured at the end and gets killed. Um, they take a shit, and Buffy misses him the next day. And you feel yeah. it. Like, when she's looking for him in the class, you're just like, yeah. Oh, you poor thing. I also, I do love the moment where Willow is like, or Oz is like, are you looking for somebody? And Buffy says, yes. And Willow is like, man, it's fine good for you. And she, she says, thanks, mom. But I also think it's very weird because like Willow hasn't made a friend. Right. You know what I mean? Like, why is it? I don't know why you're like making such a big deal about Buffy making a friend. You guys all have the same friends and it's each other. And right. I mean, I guess I guess because she has Oz, maybe. I don't know. Or because yeah, she but... has she has the books like she has maybe. something there and Buffy doesn't. But yeah, yeah, it is. It is weird because it's like, bitch, I have a friend. Yeah. Like <laughs> you. Are You're my, my friend. friend. Oz is my friend. You know, Xander you, will be back at some like, point. Did you see me talking to anybody at school other than you and Xander? No, this no. is all I need. Like. Ridiculous. And you're not there for me, asshole. Exactly, exactly. I'm going to get into Willow in a little bit. Um, so, yeah, Buffy goes to the RA who just says, sometimes this just happens. There's, like, a note yeah. that, like, Eddie supposedly left and is, like, this just happens. Some kids just can't handle it. And so they, like, leave. But then Buffy sees the copy of his book. The um, yeah. He's got a of human bondage yeah. um, copy. And it was, like, his security blanket that they sort of bonded over the night before. Yeah. And so she's, like, I just don't believe it. And then we meet Sunday. We have to kill some cooler people. Will somebody remind me? You're the one who said pick on the weak ones, then the herd and all that. Does this sweater make me look fat? No, the fact that you're fat makes you look fat. That sweater just makes you look purple. I... Okay. I hate Sunday. Thank you, Okay. Oh my God, thank you. (laughs) I saw people talking about sunday on uh on i think it was reddit or something and they were like she should have been the villain of season four and i was like in Ew, what uh, world disastrous oh no <laughs> because first of all that can't happen because first of all they are literally just living in an abandoned frat house just go right. set it on fire during the right. day there's no there's no competition there like, no absolutely not i okay i think she sucks and i'll lay it out First of all, I don't really like the way the actress is playing it. And I don't mm. necessarily think that's her fault. I think it's partially the way it was written and probably how she was directed to do it. But also, we find out that, like, this this started happening in 1982 is when when the murder starts. So she's not even old. She's She's, like, been a vampire for, like, 15 years. Right. Which is also, like, I'm sorry, Buffy fought and defeated... Spike and Angel, yeah. and you're telling me this fucking nobody was so, like the dumbest minions. So that, so I do. That's that's I do like her. The mechanic of her in this episode. Sure. I, compl- I completely disagree that she should stay longer. I think Harmony's a much better. Oh um, yeah. Um, anti-typical vampire. Um. And I don't because Sun- think... Sunday is not an atypical vampire. No, she's which she's, is she's yeah she's, she's just blonde and cute. Yeah. yeah, I think I think she, I think that they do a great job 
making her annoying to you because you want Buffy to put her in her place. Yeah. The fact, like, when she she stakes um, Eddie, you, she does it with such quickness. Yeah. That you sh- if you have any brains, you should be like, oh, shit. And the only reason she gets the upper hand on Buffy is because Buffy's emotionally beat down, which is a theme throughout the series. Like, sure. when Buffy's not in the right headspace, she's easier to fight. Hence what Angel was trying to do in season two. Um, it's yeah, just I see, that's an- the thing. I like, I don't even mind her. I don't mind Sunday getting the upper hand on Buffy for this episode. Like, that's whatever. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I don't know, too. Because she, she also gets the upper hand so aggressively. Yeah. She's like so on top of Buffy in this yeah. whole episode. And it feels, it feels really weird because she hasn't really had a loss like this up yeah. to this point yet. And she does a couple more times, like leading, obviously leading up to the one episode five or one season five episode where she gets staked with her own stake. Right. But I don't know. It, it feels a little disingenuous that it, that it goes so bad for so long of the episode. Yeah. It's a little, it's just a little dicey. I think that's my issue is like, it, it serves its purpose yeah. Uh, for the episode, and I understand where they're going story-wise, where they're taking Buffy, the purpose of this character, why she acts the way she acts, um, and they and they and it's successful in that it pisses us off. Like I think yeah. they're trying to piss us off. Sure, because, that could definitely be because they're like, look, it's Buffy's broken down to like season one Buffy. She can barely yeah. manage a vampire, and it's like, and she needs to get right. And it's like I get that, but she does it so well that I'm just like, fuck this vampire yeah. get her out of here um yeah so yeah i definitely didn't want more of her <laughs> not even a little bit no. i do i think though my favorite thing about her and her like group of vampires is that they basically are just like judging all the people that they kill because then they take yeah. all of their stuff to make it look like they ran away and like left college and went back home and I love that they are taking tally of the posters that the yeah. kids have. Like, and the Monet side is winning, but Klimt is really catching up. <laughs> so it's like all the water lilies, all the Monet's water lilies, but then a yeah. bunch of people have Klimt's the kiss. And I just, <laughs> I do love that because. That was hilarious, yeah. We all had basically the same posters yeah (laughs) in college for sure i like i always tried to like i had a lot of the same movies but i tried to get like alt posters so i have like i have like an alternate like fight club poster that (laughs) you're like i'm a little bit cooler (laughs) i'm a little bit cooler yeah (laughs) get the minimalistic posters yeah come on Uh, (laughs) i'm not basic i'm not a hundred percent basic i'm diet basic um so yeah, we introduce the villains, and then Buffy visits Giles. Um, Giles, <laughs> who Before has we... turned completely useless. There's a student missing. Yes. Eddie. He's supposed to have left school, but I just don't think he did. I met him outside last night, and then I went back where we met, and it looked like there'd been a struggle. And? And we need to stop this. And Eddie's RA said kids disappear a lot. There could be a gang of vampires working the campus. We need research and, and, and charts and stuff. I still don't see where I fit in. You haven't described anything that you can't do yourself. Yes, like <laughs> overnight. Overnight. I will, before, before we talk about Giles, something that I was thinking about um, 
too was the the use of Giles. They're, so they're going to use this, for anybody who hasn't watched, they're going to use Giles' apartment as like the base of operations yeah. for this season. And then it's going to be the magic shop from season five, six, and seven. Yep. Um, and I think it's it it does a great, I don't know if it was intentional, but it does a great job of being like, it being a setup shop in Giles's home and not like an official place because the the Sunnydale Library felt like an official home base. Yeah, and the Magic Shop feels like an official home base. But at Giles' house, it always felt like they're at Giles's house. It yeah. was never like it never will feel like in season four. Like there, this is you know you got to go to Giles' house and blah blah. blah. I mean, it does. That's the purpose sure. of it. But like, it doesn't feel like yeah. a home base. Okay. I have a couple of things to say. The first of all is that it does end up feeling that way to me once Giles gets his roommate. Yes. Which is, which is all I'll say. <laughs> and then secondly, I have never liked that they didn't use someone's home as their oh, as yeah. their base because the vampires can't enter your home but they can get inside the fucking magic shop or it the high school the library. Sense. Well, you're and, literally and, killing me. And also to clarify, I think it always it feels like a home base. Like it's always obviously it's very established like they yeah. they do all their work out of Giles's home. It's more that it feels temporary. Like Well, sure. Much but... like what the theme of season 4 is. Exactly. Like, so that's what exactly. I was saying. I was like, I'm not sure if this was intentional and they were yeah. trying to figure out the home base or if they were like, no, for season four, we need to feel like we're not settled because, yeah. you know, we that's the theme. I think that. And if it wasn't on purpose, I'm making it be on it's purpose. Canon. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, Buffy and Giles. Uh, oh, where'd I, where'd I, I missed it. There we go. Well, we Buffy meet Olivia Giles. first. Yeah, we meet Olivia. Um. I just want to give a round of applause to Giles for bagging Olivia. Yeah. Uh, and then Giles comes out. Buffy's yeah. very distraught by Giles having a sex life. <laughs> she just keeps saying this is a bad time. You keep saying that. Wait, it looks pretty bad. I think someone had just a little too much free time on their hands. I'm not supposed to have a private life? No. Because you're very, very old and it's gross. I have to disagree with that because know, yeah. we we are rapidly approaching however old Anthony Giles Stewart head was, was yeah. at this time, and he is only getting sexier to me. Yeah, no, he's so very sexy. It's funny though because as she said that, I'm like, she is an 18 year old child. Like obviously, Sarah yeah. Geller is a little older, but um, <clears throat> but yeah, she is a child, and this is a father figure, so like, yeah. it makes sense. But yeah, she but she didn't react quite that badly when she found out that he had sex with her mom right <laughs> <laughs> i guess because it was just words and now it's seeing it and you're like oh yeah God. um could you imagine if it was joyce though <sighs> yes i could it would be so much better i could super imagine <laughs> that it would be incredible then you wouldn't even have to do the the buffy at home scene because you could have joyce and giles and her feeling pushed away for both of them Ooh, that would be ooh. we i agree but we have to have the buffy at home scene because oh, sure. angel angel calls yes yes which we'll get to that we'll get to that i guess not even tomorrow yeah the call is in the first episode of angel is it okay yeah yeah, yeah. um but yeah, and then Buffy's spot on. She says there's the gangs of vampires working the campus as her assumption of like what's going on. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, like she's, mm -hmm. you know, she's got it. Um, which is partly why Giles is just like, you got it. You don't need me. But also like yeah. fucking champ up, man. What are you doing? <laughs> thus, thus begins the season long arc of no one listening to Buffy when she's totally 100% right. Yes. 
all the time this whole season. <laughs> also, I don't. It always felt like a mischaracterization, and like we we do address it, and obviously Giles becomes more integral to everything because he by the end of the episode he realizes that he he did the wrong thing, but and and again I know it's all for the you know the momentum of this episode, but he basically is like officially you no longer have a watcher, Buffy. You know I'll always be here when you need me. I mean, your safety is more important to me than anything, but you are going to have to take care of yourself. And I'm just like what. <laughs> Yeah. no sense no 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 not at all it's yeah that's it's upsetting but it's it's obviously it's all to like help this story along of buffy being separate which yeah. works but yeah it does and uh, and they are following that trope that shows used to follow i mean some of them still do where it's just like oh we skipped three months yeah you know i don't know what happened in those three months um so they get that that benefit of the doubt, like, oh, well, you know, I guess maybe they grew a part of the summer or whatever. Yeah. Um, Although I, I would argue not because at, in that opening scene with Willow, Buffy says it's been a very active summer. Oh, yeah. Slaying wise. So you would imagine she's still checking in with Giles. I don't know. It's not my favorite. No, it's not great. Uh, but Buff, but Giles, like you said, Giles does come around at the end. Uh, yeah. Buffy goes out hunting. We already talked about this scene where she finds Eddie. She kills yeah. him. I do love that she says I'm sorry to him. Um, yeah. Because she's like, you know, it's it's a one of the few times it's someone she knew. Yep. Who got turned instead of just like a faceless vampire. Um. Uh. Yeah. We already talked about loathing that she gets the upper hand. Or how she how <laughs> intensely she gets the upper yeah. hand. Yeah. The Slayer. Wow. Um. I heard you might be coming here. This is. I mean, what a challenge. The Slayer. And you are? Oh, I'm I'm Sunday. I'll be killing you here in a minute or so. Um, she like villains... real. She like breaks Buffy's arm almost. Yeah, it's, that's like really it's intense. Yeah, this is this is a lot. Um, much like the professor, I dislike this scene. I dislike yeah. watching this scene. Um, and then Buffy visits Joyce. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I didn't think you'd be back for a couple of weeks, uh, but I didn't move anything. It's still your room. You filled it with packing crates. Yeah, but I, I didn't move anything. Christine Sutherland does such a great nuanced performance of like happy to see her daughter, but nervous because you know she's put a bunch of boxes in her bedroom. Yeah. And she's like, I just, she keeps saying like, I just didn't know. I just didn't, I know just you didn't be think you'd be home so soon. <laughs> or like, I didn't expect to see you for a few weeks. She's just like reassuring herself. It's funny. Um, and it's like it's do it's like this whole episode's just doing such a great job of pushing Buffy down. Yeah. Um, and then I, I like, I also lived like less than five miles from my house. My first year of college. I don't think I went home. You're like, I'm done. I don't think <laughs> I, I like didn't go home for the weekend. I like, I'm, I maybe went a couple times to do like my laundry, but I don't even think I stayed the night. Oh boy, I just yeah. was like, it was not it for me. And then my parents moved away, and I was, like, even better. (laughs) Well, listen, Kristen, you didn't get a vampire break your arm, you know? It's true. It's true. (laughs) That didn't happen to me, but boy, howdy. I don't know. Boy, howdy. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, then what you said, Buffy answers the phone, and nobody's on the other end, and and next week's episode, we'll cover episode Well, someone's on the other end. Someone's on the other end. It's it's someone from Angel. Yeah. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Um... (laughs) 
And then Buffy goes to her dorm because she can't sleep in her bedroom and she sees the note and the vampire stole all her shit. And the yep. note says, I can't handle this. And it's very sad and she's very depressed. Yep. Uh, Buffy goes to the bronze. Xander shows up. Woohoo! The whole world in front of her? And she comes back to this dive. Xander! Hey, Buff. Oh, when did you get back? A couple days ago. I love 80% of Xander. In this scene, I love sure. 95% of Xander. Just that one comment <laughs> that, that he says about comment, what's yeah. Buffy wearing. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you something. When it's dark and I'm all alone and I'm scared or freaked out or whatever, I always think, what would Buffy do? You're my hero. Okay, sometimes when it's dark and I'm all alone, I think, what is Buffy wearing? That'd be one of those things you never ever tell me about. It's just, <laughs> it's it's funny because it's like Xander gets Xander gets really great speeches throughout the series, yeah. which is what a lot of Xander defenders bring up. And I agree. I think he does say a lot of great things to a lot of people that really helps them move along most of the time. Um, yeah. And obviously that's to the credit of the writing team and to the him being the heart of the team. Like, I get it. But... There's no need to say yeah. that you sometimes... Sometimes I, w- I wonder what Buffy's wearing. Yeah, and I love that <laughs> Buffy immediately calls him out on it. Yeah. She's like, that's one of those things that you never, ever tell me again. And yeah. it's like, that that that's one of the more damning um, call-outs that she or Willow has ever said to Xander. Because usually it's just like... <laughs> I think like, it's the a, only damning yeah, call-out they ever They usually him. like roll their eyes and ignore him. They're like, oh, that's Xander just being sexist. Yeah. But um, he... She's very much just like, no, no. And then he yeah. kind of like swallows his prize like, oh, yeah, whoops. And it's like, you just you had such a beautiful moment right now. Why did you yeah. do that? <laughs> so it's something that um, and Will kind of takes issue with it, too. And the the basically they still are doing it in all of the Marvel movies. And we think it's because of the tone that they set in the first Avengers movie. Yeah. And because Joss Whedon wrote Joss. that. It's basically, it doesn't need, and he has that quote where he talked about it. And like for a long time, I was like, yeah, no, totally. Where he's like, you make them cry, but then you tell a joke. Yeah. And it's like, sure, but like that doesn't have to be every time. Right. You know, you can sometimes just sit in the thing. And like we could have really sat in this nice moment with Xander, but he felt this need to tell a joke, even though it didn't need a joke right there. And it's sort of like, like the one that Will always talks about is in um, Endgame where. Oh yeah. The Wong thing. I think Dr. Strange turns around to Wong and says, is this everyone? And he goes, you wanted more. And it's like, we could have just sat in this beautiful moment of everyone in the galaxy coming back to life and coming (laughs) together to defeat Thanos. And instead you had to make Poor Benedict Wong, tell a bad joke. <laughs> bad. Like, See, well, that's it right there. So for me, because I love that style, Community does it with grace all sure, the time. Yeah. Community is really good at like making you cry and then cracking a joke. I also love when things just make me cry. I cry in almost every media experience. Yeah. Like I just cry in all movies and TV shows. I love sitting in it. I love like about time is just sad and there's yeah. humor in it, but it's just like sad most of the time. And I love it. I love crying, but I also love these. I think the problem I have is when it, like you said, it's a bad joke. The Wong yeah. joke wasn't funny. 
If it was a funny joke, I probably would have been fine with it. Just like if Xander said something funny and not misogynistic, I probably would have been like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Not something overtly sexualizing his one female friend. Spike said Spike does it at the end of his amazing speech. That's like one of the best speeches of the series in season seven. He ends it with saying like him being athletically good looking. Sure. But that's pretty funny. Exactly. That's what I mean. It's just like, I don't mind it if it's actually funny. But when it's not funny, you're just like, ugh. You yeah. just don't give it to me. If you can't think of something that truly like cuts yeah. in, get rid of it and just let me live in the moment. Um, I agree. So that's that's where I am. I'm like, I'm fine with it as long as it's good. Yep. <laughs> that's a hot take. I'm fine with it if it's good. <laughs> I'm fine with whatever as long as you make it good. <laughs> that's right. Also, Xander says once more with even less feeling in this. I don't yeah. know. For some reason, I just wanted to note that. That's that's pretty great. Okay. Uh, once more with even less feeling. Oh, there was another one, too. Oh, um, when Buffy and Willow are buying their books and yeah. Buffy says, I can't wait till mom gets the bill for these books. I hope it's a funny aneurysm. <laughs> oh, God. I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do, like, do a hard cut of that. Oh, no. Post it on Twitter. <laughs> just a hard, funny aneurysm and then her mom just collapses <laughs> in the kitchen. Love it. Um... Oh boy. Uh and then I love Xander trying to quote at Buffy and he just can't nail it. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to anger. No, wait, hold on. Fear leads to hate. Hate leads to the dark side. Hold on. No. Um First you get the women, then you get the money, then you Okay, can we forget that? And then she she says thanks for the Dadaist pep talk. Yeah, <laughs> she's very just like unimpressed. Like, what Love is it. going on? But I also I like I then I reject the notion that she can say that was a great Dadaist pep talk and then not know what reconnaissance means. Oh my god! Yeah, we're gonna get hold on. We're gonna get a reconnaissance. What are we doing? I want to talk about one more thing about this Xander speech. Okay. Uh, which is he does the same thing Spike does in season seven, which uh, I really dig the blocking of the scene with them mm. getting down on the ground and yeah. putting her above them to like emphasize how great she is. I just love that that language that they use visually um, yeah. and that they both thought to do. Like, you know, like you can see, it's not this conscious decision, like I'm gonna get low and have her high. Yeah. It's just like, this is where they need to be in order to like profess admiration exactly. for this great being of Buffy Summers, yeah. which is so great. I will say it's less, it's less that exactly that when he has that, um, that other speech in season seven, I was gonna say someone's name. Um, <laughs> He has another really great speech in season seven. Um, I'll say I can say it to Don. He yeah. has a really great speech to Don, and they are more on like an equal like yeah. footing. But she's so tall that it actually kind of works. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, completely. I I love that. Um, and then uh, Buffy and Xander recon. Yep, for a little reconnaissance. You mean where we all sculpt and paint and stuff? No, that was the Renaissance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she does, she is like, well, I've had a long week. And it's like, yeah. sure, but you threw down Dadaist five yeah, minutes ago. Yeah. That you, <laughs> yeah, these things like, are, <laughs> you got to pick one. Connect, yeah. Um, it is, it's a funny thing where you're just like, Buffy, you know this, you know better. 
Um, <clears throat> Buffy and Xander, check out the villain lair. It's funny, when I first watched this, I was like, don't get up on that window. Yep. Are you crazy? You're going to fall through it. And then she fell through. I was like, well, I warned well, you. I warned. I did warn you. I mean, I shouted you know, at the television. Of course, obviously, in this point in time, Sarah Michelle Gellar had to weigh like 100 pounds soaking wet. Right. But still, this is this is a frat house that has been abandoned for like almost 20 years at this point. Right. It's going to have some structural issues. That's right. Um, and it's funny. She falls in. And then we cut to Willow and Oz finding Buffy's empty room. Willow is beating the shit out of herself. Yeah. Uh, and rightfully so. I was mad at Willow. A little, yeah. I was mad at Willow watching this because I was just like, your friend is obviously in a slump. Yeah. And isn't comfortable. And you're just like, I get that you're excited. But like, um, but you know, it, all, it also goes the other way very soon for Willow and Buffy. So. Yeah. Um. So it's not, I don't hold it against her. I'm just like, yeah, no, I mean, you're not wrong for some of this. And I do also, I like a lot of the stuff in that scene too, in a, in addition to that though, because Willow is like, Buffy would never just take off. I mean, except for the time that she just left with no warning and was gone yeah. for months. <laughs> and then Kathy is like, is she unstable? Because right. I specifically requested a stable roommate. I love the idea of her writing that too. I want a stable roommate. A stable non-smoker. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, and then Xander comes in and he tells them in code that she's yeah. attacked by vampires. Well, some friends of Buffy's played a funny joke and they took her stuff. And now she wants us to help get it back from her friends who sleep all day and have no tans. And then it's Buffy versus the villains, Buffy versus the vampires. Uh, they break the umbrella, which is just yeah. the fucking worst. This is my favorite item. You don't want to touch that. I mean, you can easily fix that but still although you know it's funny i didn't i just never clocked it i never clocked the breaking of the umbrella until like a decade after watching it and re-watching for some reason my brain maybe my brain was protecting me like no no no, they didn't <laughs> they didn't fuck with the umbrella and then someone no, they 100 did <laughs> they 100 and, and someone on reddit was just like the travesty of what they did to the umbrella i was like what did what happened to the umbrella and then like they showed the thing and i was like what did that happen and i watched i was like how do I not remember this there, it's know, like I mean, a whole like a, scene about it too and it just like for some reason slipped my yeah vision. it's obviously like a symbolic and like and like sad and horrible but again it's like she doesn't like smash it into kindling she like breaks right. it once and like that's right. so easily fixable yeah you just, and she like, still has it in her it. little box as, yeah. as they're walking back across campus but I yeah I do like that she kept it and it wasn't like oh I've outgrown high school I don't need it anymore yeah like, I was like no that's important that's an important milestone for you yeah um and then hey buff need a hand no thanks i'm good uh and i love i do love sunday just being annoyed like son of yeah. a bitch <laughs> that it's is a great good. that's a great death um and then Giles shows up, he feels bad. I've been awake all night. I know I'm supposed to teach you self-reliance, but I can't leave you out there to fight alone. Uh, to, to hell with what's right. I, I'm ready to back you up. Let's find the evil and, 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 and fight it together. Great, thanks. Uh, which is good. We got Giles back on the team and he's like yep. not abandoning Buffy. And then the vamp gets caught by the initiative. I love that this 
continue like we see that vamp i'm pretty sure it's the same one when yeah uh, he like escaped from sunday's oh yes no we see him in inside the initiative yeah yeah which i i think is great i love like these little bits of connecting everything together and it's not just some random guy in that later episode agreed um but also because he he speaks to the other character that gets stuck down there oh yeah yeah he's the one that warns that character about the blood yeah and this is the first no this is not the 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 first season definitely introduced the big bad but this is this is kind of the first season where the big bad's introduced in the first episode and we follow that thread the whole season yeah yeah Um, almost every episode is at least has like a hint that something's happening right yeah this is where they're really like, okay, let's do it. And it's funny because, like we said, everybody really talks about the season like it's just this haphazard mess of nothingness. And it's like, no, it's very thought out. It's just also on a meta level doing, making you feel the way the Scoobies feel in this environment. Yeah. And well, I, and think I, really I think great. that's almost more impressive is purposefully making it feel like it's haphazard. Right. When in reality, yeah. it's so meticulously plotted because yeah. you can't make something feel haphazard without meticulously plotting it. Right. It ha- it has to be so in there. It's so yeah. good. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna really dig into just how this all connects, and I I'm excited, and yeah. also very excited. I don't want to say more excited, but I'm also equally excited. <laughs> Kristen might be more excited about our <laughs> next episode next week, which will be. Angel season one, episode one. Woohoo! I'm very excited. Oh my god, I'm so excited. I'm excited to like talk about all these new characters and everything too. Me I mean, too. it's you know, obviously it's Angel well, like Cordelia, one new but, character. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. But we will I eventually think we only have a whole get one bunch new of character new in episode new one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's this episode. Thank you for listening. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Trevor Carley. And I am with my other podcast at So I'm Watching or um, my personal account at FiddleDD85. And as always, please rate, review, and subscribe. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.